Welcome to a Better Covenant podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. I want us to look at Job chapter 28, verse 28 again. And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil, that is understanding. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil, that is understanding. Now, let's look at uh, an interesting scenario here, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. It has, it has a lot of, um, it, has, it, it has a bearing to this scripture that I've just read to you in Job chapter 28, verse 28. Uh, let's look at that picture. Uh, John 11, 43 to 45. Now, when he said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, came, come forth. And, uh, and he who had died came out bound hand and foot and with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Lose him and let him go. You see, very, 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 very interesting scenario here. Lazarus had died. And after four days, Jesus went to Bethany, raised Lazarus from there. He spoke words that released the power of God that brought Lazarus. Those words literally released the power of God that picked that dead body of Lazarus, re-energized it, revitalized it, and literally carried that body out of that tomb and to the outside where everybody was. And... Uh, Lazarus, even though he had been raised from the dead, was still there bound, hand and feet. He couldn't do anything to say to help himself. He couldn't say anything. He couldn't even see because the Bible says that that face cloth was upon his face. He couldn't see, he couldn't he couldn't walk, he couldn't help himself. He was still in that helpless, powerless condition. Jesus said, "Lose him." and let him go. In other words, they had to then go and unwrap him. They had to take those grave clothes that had that had him bound. That, that those, those clothes. In those days, the, Jew, the Jewish people, they embalmed their dead. And his body had been embalmed, wrapped in those grave clothes and embalmed. Now, people had to go there and remove those grave clothes from his body and give him new clothes. And it was only after that Lazarus could take a step and go out, go back there and take back his life and begin, and begin to live his life. Now, if you look at Job chapter 28, verse 28, it says, depart, to depart from evil, that is understanding. And then that, that word, to depart, to depart from evil, uh, it means to strip off as you would strip off clothes. As you will strip off old clothes and put on new clothes. Now, if you come back from work uh, and uh, you you relax at home and you're about to go to bed, what happens? You take off your work clothes and what do you do? You put on new clothes. You put on clothes. Uh, uh, you change. You have a change of clothes. And so that's the meaning of that word: to strip off as you will strip off old clothes. And that's what they had to do for Lazarus. They stripped off from him those garments, those clothes, those grave clothes that held him hand and feet bound in that bound condition. And that's what the Bible says, that's why the Bible says to depart from evil 
that is understanding. To depart from evil, that is understanding. To strip oneself of the garments of evil. Now, notice you have to be the one to do it, not God. You, you, God's not going to be the one to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. You have to be the one to strip yourself of the garments of evil and walk free from it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, notice it says, if any man is in Christ, is a new creation. It's not talking about your head that is a new creation. It's not talking about your mind that is a new creation. It's not talking about your body that is a new creation. It's talking about your spirit. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17 says, I pray God the whole, your whole spirit, soul, and body be sanctified, blameless, until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the very God of peace sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be sanctified blameless or separated blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's first first Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five. And may the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, completely. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23, not verse 17. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 tells us, And now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's talking about man as a spirit having a soul living in a physical body. And so when we get born again, it's our spirits that, get, that gets born again. So when the Bible talks about a new creation, it's talking about your spirit being a new creation. That is where all things passed away. That is where all things became new. Not your brain, not your mind, not your body. You become a new creation, you continue to think the same old way that you used to think. You have to then go to the word of God and then renew your mind. So when the Bible says all things passed away and all things have become new, it's talking about your spirit. Your spirit has become born again. But when your spirit got born again, when the old spirit departed and a new spirit came in there, uh, that old spirit that was spiritually dead left behind his clothes. He left behind his garments. So you are a new creation still wearing the garments of the old man. And that garment, that the old man, is what is holding you bound in the evil of this world. That garment of the old man is what is holding you bound. Uh, just like Lazarus, when he came out from that, that tomb, when the power of God brought him out of that tomb, he was still held in bondage by the garments of the grave. Of, of the grave. He was still held in bondage by the grave clothes. He couldn't make a step forward. He couldn't take a step forward. He couldn't say anything. He couldn't, he couldn't see anything. He couldn't move his hands. He couldn't help himself. He couldn't take back his life. They had to go out there and strip him of those garments and put on new clothes on him. And only then could he begin to take back control of his life. And so the old man... When he departed you, when he was removed and replaced with a new man, he left behind his clothes. He left behind those clothes. And it's those clothes, those garments that hold you bound in the evil of this world. And the Bible says understanding is the ability to strip yourself of the garments of the old man. Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 says, Now you yourselves are to put off these. Now notice what it says. Colossians 3 verse 8. Now you yourselves are to put off 
all these, anger, malice, wrath, blasphemy, filthy language, out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Notice this scripture talks about putting off and putting on. It's like putting off as you will put off clothing, then putting on as you putting on as you will put on new clothing. So uh, it's referring to the new man. It's saying now that you are a new creation, the old man left behind the old clothing of malice, anger, wrath, and all these things, lying. Do you know you can be a new creation and still hold malice and be operating in malice? Do you know that you can be a new creation and still operating in wrath? You know you, you, know, you know you can be a new creation and still lie? You know you can be a new creation and still operate in all these things, all these negative habits? That's because the old man left behind those clothes. You're still wrapped in these clothes. And now the Apostle Paul tells us, take off those old clothing and put on the new clothing, which are the habits or the character traits of the new man. So you have to do that. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 28, verse 28, to depart from evil or to strip oneself of the habits of the old man, to strip oneself of, 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 of evil is understanding. In other words, it's understanding that gives you the power to do all these things. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24 Ephesians chapter 4, reading from verses 22 up to 24. It says that you put off, now notice again, it says put off as you put off garments, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful loss, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness, and holiness. Again, we see another scripture talking about putting on or putting off and putting on. Put off the old man. Put on the new man. Now you're a new creation. It's talking about strip yourself of the garments of the old man. Strip yourself of the garments or the habits or the conduct of the old man. In other words, just because you are born again does not automatically mean these things will leave you. You have to make a deliberate attempt, a deliberate choice by going to the Word of God to strip yourself of the conduct and the character and the habits of the old man. And Job chapter 28 verse 28 tells us to depart from evil is understanding. In other words, it's by the power of understanding that we can strip ourselves. It's understanding that empowers us to the place where we can say, no, I'm not going to operate in all these negative habits anymore. I'm stripping myself of them by the power of God's word, by the understanding of the word of God. So we see that powerful scripture. It says, to depart from evil, that is understanding. And we can see it in relationship with uh, the, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus died and was placed in the, in the grave. Four days he was in there. Jesus comes in on the fourth day, raises him from the dead, and he was still bound hand and feet. He couldn't make one step forward. Just that's the way we are when we get born again. Still bound in our old condition by the habits of the old man, by the character of the old man, by the identity of the old man, by the way of thinking of the old man. Now we come into understanding, and through the power of understanding, just as they stripped Lazarus of those grave clothes, we also can begin to strip ourselves of the clothing of the old man and begin to take on the identity of the new man so that we become on the outside 
what we are on the inside. In other words, becoming more and more of ourselves as we as we gain hold of understanding. Understanding will make you more and more of who you are. You begin to take on your identity of who you are really in Christ Jesus. You're not becoming anything apart from who you are. You are becoming more and more of yourself. You are becoming more and more of who you are on the inside. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 tells us, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Remember that Jesus prayed, Father, sanctify them from the evil and thy word. Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. Sanctify us from what? From the evil of this world. That's the will of God. That we will be living in this world, but live separate from the will of God. Now, it tells us that you may prove that. Prove the will of God. That your life will begin to prove to the world around you. Yes, God wants us to be in this world but to live separate from it. How? It says, by the renewing of your mind. I'll read that scripture again. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The will of God is that we will live in this world and live separate from the evil that is in this world. Your life will become a living proof of that. How? By the renewing of your mind. That's the power of a transformed mind. That's the power of a renewed mind. And so this scripture about putting on and putting off, stripping off and stripping uh, uh, from yourself the, 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 the clothing of the old man, removing it completely and putting on the clothing of the new man is talking about renewing your mind. It's as you renew your mind with the word of God, with, through the understanding of God's word, as you renew your mind through the understanding of God's word, you are able to strip yourself of the clothing or the character traits or the habits of the old man. Remember, Lazarus was brought forth from the dead, but he was in that bound condition. He was there bound hand and feet. He couldn't take a step forward. He couldn't take back his life. He couldn't take control of his life. He couldn't help himself. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't talk. He couldn't see anything. He was in that helpless condition until they stripped him of those grave clothes. That's the way we are when we get born again. Uh, we still remain powerless, helpless in this world until we begin to strip ourselves of the gamuts of the old man, the character traits and the habits of the old man. How? Proverbs, uh, Job chapter 28, verse 28 says, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to strip ourselves from evil is understanding. And a man that operates in understanding is a man that is gaining the power more and more to strip himself of the habits of the old man and then begin to rise. That's when we can begin to rise above the evil that is in this world and live above it. Until we do that, we are stuck in there. It doesn't matter how much people lay their hands on you. It doesn't matter how much people prophesy on you. People can make all kinds of declarations on you. It's not going to cause you to rise above the evil in this world. You will only be able to rise above the evil in this world as you gain understanding of God's word. And through the power of that understanding, you begin to break bad habits over your life. The habits of the old man begin to let go of you. The habits of the old man will begin to uh, lose their power over you. Jesus said, lose him and let him go. And, and that's, that's what that will begin to happen to you. You begin to be set free from the habits and the character traits of the old man. And that's when you can begin to go forward towards your God-given destiny. Until that happens, you'll be stuck right where you are. Uh, just as Lazarus was stuck right where he was because he was bound hand and feet with grave clothes. It's not how much people prophesy over you. 
It's not how much people make declarations over you. It's not how much necessarily people pray for you. Until you get a hold of the power of understanding, you are stuck there. That's why Paul's greatest prayer for the church is where he begins to pray. I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance, the exceeding greatness of God's power that works for your, on your behalf. That's Paul's greatest prayer for the church. And that's the greatest prayer you can also pray for yourself. To pray that you gain understanding and by understanding, the power of these evil habits over you will be, will be broken. And that's when you begin to rise above the evil of this world and begin to live above the evil of this world. Not how much people lay hands on you. Not how much people prophesy and declare. People can make all kinds of declarations over you. Prophesy all kinds of things over you. You will still remain stuck where you are until you gain understanding of God's word and through the understanding of God's word, you will be loose and you will be let go. Those habits will have no choice but let go of you as you begin to live in the power of, of wisdom and understanding. Now, I just want to quickly look at Genesis chapter 4, verse 6, where God comes to Cain. Remember what happened to Cain. Uh, God came to him and said, uh, why are you hungry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its, and its desire is for you. His desire is for you, but you should rule over it. i read that again. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door. And his desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now this happened when uh, shortly after Cain and Abel uh, gave, made sacrifices unto the Lord. They brought their offering unto the Lord. Uh, for, uh, Abel's offering, the Bible says, was accepted. And the Bible says that God had respect unto Abel and his offering, but unto Cain, he did not have any uh, respect. And for some reason, Cain came to the realization that his brother's offering had been accepted over 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 his, and got mad at at at, at his brother. Now, how did he find that his brother's offerings had, had been ac accepted? I believe he began to see his brother prosper like like never before. He saw his brother's flock grow expand, increase, and he saw his brother doing very well in life. On the other hand, he could see that his, his business was not going well. His, his farming business was not doing very well. And he could see that God, for some reason or the other, was favoring Abel over him. And God came to him and said, why are you angry over your brother? Uh, why are you getting angry? God was giving him an early, early warning signal there. You know, anger can be an early warning signal that something ominous can be in front of our life. God was telling him, deal with this anger now, deal with this envy, deal with this jealousy before it opens the door further for the enemy to wreak havoc in your life. That was an early warning signal. And the Cain had the right, had the ability to close the door on the enemy, to, 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 to get rid of him and close the door on the enemy by choosing to walk in love, by choosing to walk in forgiveness, by choosing to walk in rejoicing with his brother. The Bible says, love rejoices with those who rejoice. He could have rejoiced with his brother. He could have found out what his brother did right and go ahead and do his, do his right. And, and that's what God was telling him. If you do right, you'll also be accepted. If you, if, you, if, you, if you do the right thing, I'll accept you. I'll bless you just as I'll bless your brother. But Cain wouldn't do that. He kept the door open for the enemy and the enemy uh, took full advantage of it. And then through that, he rose up 
one day and murdered his brother and brought great tragedy upon himself. And so what am I trying to say? That we have the ability through the wisdom of God to close the door on the enemy, to choose the positive over the negative. Somebody has defined wisdom as choosing positive character traits over negative character traits. That's what wisdom is. To choose the positive over the negative. The wise man will choose to forgive. The wise man will choose to walk in love. The, the wise man will rejoice when things go well with his neighbor. He's not going to get angry. He's not going to get jealous and envious just because somebody's doing better than, than himself. No, a wise man will find out what the other person is doing right. Learn from them and apply the good things that they are applying in their lives and you can also prosper like them. A wise man chooses the positive over the negative. You choose to be long-suffering. You choose to be patient. You choose to rejoice with those who, with those who rejoice and, and, and weep with those who weep. Uh, a wise man is not going to get envious because his neighbor is prospering. A wise man is not going to get angry because his neighbor is prospering. No. Wisdom is choosing the positive character traits over and above the negative character traits. And in doing that, we can close the door on the enemy. The Bible tells us that we... we we can, uh, I want to read that scripture for us in, uh, let me look at that, Ephesians chapter 4, I believe verse 27. Let me read that. Neither give place to the enemy. I want to read that to you and close it on that, on that note. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 27, Ephesians 4, verse 27. Uh, in fact, let me read it a little bit, go a step further and read from earlier verses. So that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful laws, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbors, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not, and do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. You see, he's talking about putting off the old man. Like I said earlier, that, that word to strip off. The Bible says to depart from evil. That is understanding. And, and I've told you that that word means to strip yourself off. To strip yourself of old garments. And that's, that's, that, that's what that scripture is talking about. Job chapter 28 verse 28. To depart from evil, that is understanding. So to strip yourself of these old habits that hold you bound in the evil of this world, the Bible says that is understanding. And it says, neither give place to the enemy. In other words, as we strip ourselves of the habits of this old man, we rid the devil of every space that he has in our life. That's what it means. But as long as you are bound in these habits, as long as you are bound in these character traits, the devil has room in your life to operate. And so the power of understanding is that it gives you the ability to strip yourself of these character traits that hold you bound in the evil of this world. And in so doing, you close the door on the enemy and you keep him out of your life. Until I come your way again, the Lord keep you in his mighty grip of grace. The Lord uphold you, sustain you, and continue to bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.